So, Sean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll get to you in due time, Danny. So, Sean, I arrived at your home at the mm-hmm. um, venerable Fawcast Studios this evening, this chilly autumn evening, autumnal evening. I noticed you had a gate that was closed, a door that was closed. I know I opened to it. To my heart? No, that's that's been unlocked for weeks now. <laughs> Uh, But I noticed this gate had no lock and no way of being locked. And yet, of the many times I've been over here, it's the only time I've seen it closed. And for some reason, I connected this with the cold weather and said, (laughs) oh, well, that makes sense. You would close this unlockable gate when it's cold. (laughs) To keep the warmth in the patio. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You're talking about the front uh, door gate? The non-security gate you have downstairs. Well, the back gate is just as (laughs) non-secure. Sometimes that's closed as well when I bring my car home and then I'm just pissed that I have to get out and open the gate. Even Even with a deadbolt. I mean, we've seen enough like SWAT. SWAT team movies, right? I mean, mm. you can kick that thing down pretty easily. Oh, yeah. There's like a cage over my front door, but I'm sure a good hefty kick would uh, knock it right off. Yes. We are all extremely vulnerable at all times. And so I'd like <laughs> to welcome my guest, uh, Daniel Borders Ash, all the way from uh, allegedly beautiful Tacoma, Washington. Ooh. Yeah, Tacoma's pretty nice. It's better than Seattle. <laughs> Whoa. I'll tell you that's Shots a hot take. Shots have been for fired. You. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag hot take, hashtag Tacoma. Hashtag love is hashtag Toyota Tundra. You want to throw in a hashtag there, Sean Nessie? Um, no. Very good. Dan, are you white? <laughs> yeah, man. Take a yeah. moment to consider. Yeah. Very yeah. good. But yes. you love the rap music. I, I do. It was uh, it was my first love. Oh, is that why he's on with us today? Um, it's a I'm, I'm, pleasant I'm coincidence. Branched it's I a- branched out. <laughs> You bring, yeah, well, you know, because hip hop is so vital to the Oklahoma to, community. Uh, mm. Rap music. Yeah, when, when you were like seven? <laughs> no, nah, dude, that was Predators of the United States all the way. <laughs> well, did you, you heard the, the new intro, TBC number five, mm. as we call it? It was, it was groovy. Yeah? Now, yeah, do you, now, you're much more of a hip hop historian than the esteemed Mr. Nasty. Would you like to <laughs> guess? Sure. Would you like to guess? Because each of these songs has like a. Um, a definite LCD template. sound system or the no. no flag, white flag, black flag, whatever. Isn't black flag Henry Rollins? Didn't we black cover that last time? Black flag is Henry Rollins, yeah. You're conflating the references, Dan. <laughs> Try and stay on, on message here. Um, would you like to guess uh, which hip-hop song or artist? No. You know what? I'll cut to the chase. It's, is it one of the Ices? No, it's one of the Easies. Oh, E? The easiest Easy. of the E's. Yes. <laughs> not easy A, no. not easy Z, easy E. Real motherfucking G's from not 1995. Wheezy, not cheesy. Not easy wheezy. Not easy jeezy. <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, which is a fascinating song to me for a lot of ways. It's a Dr. Dre diss track. You know what a diss track is, Sean? I'm aware of the concept, yeah. Explain to me what a diss track is. Explain to me what a diss is and what a track is. <laughs> Um, well, being a an audio engineer-esque type person, I do know what a track is. That's like, you know, when you record something, a dish. <laughs> Tracking is what happens on VHS. Yes, exactly. When all the lines go all wiggly, wobbly, and yep. you got to, like, adjust the knob and make things, like, kind of okay watchable. And then, like, a dish enough, is like... Enough technical jargon. Sorry, sir. Uh, Sometimes you got to pop the thing open and clean the head, even. <laughs> Sean like, remembers that. Don't, don't get me started on, on head cleaner, man. Get, getting the head clean. <laughs> You, you boys are disgusting. Uh, 
Uh, too many ways. This is true. This is the true way that, that you, you you did it. You had. I, I, I remember cleaning. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not going to go any farther. Cleaning out the VHS gunk from your porn collection. Apparently, they still sell head cleaner in uh, porn shops because it has something to do with uh, increasing sexual pleasure. The, is this a joke? No, not at all. This is like it's used as like a drug for some sort oh, of that's sex. Oh, because it's a decent joke. I yeah. can stand by it. Um, uh, oh, sorry. dude, I I think I know what you're talking. I think it like uh, I think it prolongs the head uh, cleaner. Yeah. The uh, the you know the time before the uh, the you know the the good climax. part. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. It's uh, my uh, my vast knowledge of uh, it's like quaaludes. You know. Is is that what a quaalude is for? Tell us more about this, <laughs> yeah. Dan. What you, about quaaludes and prolonging climax? Apparently, you're older than I am. Then just stick to alcohol, boys. Just stick Dan, to alcohol. Dan's not older than us. He's just far more sexually adventurous. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't take much. But married man, Dan. Hmm. Yeah, but you're in Tacoma, bro. If you know what I mean. Yeah, Dan's married, but he's in Tacoma, if you know what I'm I mean. I'm married to an adult woman, unlike there. Eric Wheeler. Hey, we're not married, I want to point out. Perfectly legal if you're not married. <laughs> That's not how the law works, man. <laughs> your, uh, your, your, your completely sexless relationship with your uh, 14-year-old girlfriend? Um, no, she's she's turning, uh, what did I say? She's turning 901. Isn't it creepier to like... Eric's never had sex, so it's No, that's true. Wait. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I think so, definitely. Like, I met her when she was 14, but I just hung out for, like, four years, Which and it, so it was okay. I don't know if you guys saw Transformers 4, but there's an <laughs> yeah. entire subplot about the Romeo and Juliet laws, which I guess is a real thing. Really? Where if you meet someone when you're both underage, you can, like, still fuck each other. Like, you can fuck huh. a 17-year-old if you're 21, if you met her when you were, like, 18. It's very... Yeah convoluted but the screenwriter of transformers 4 knows all about it <laughs> that sounds like a personal agenda and really he knows all about yes. the Romeo and juliet laws and and the uh the boston region of texas yes where, uh, mark Wahlberg's character is from I'm a scientist from texas <laughs> um yeah it's funny for a movie that was so sort of cravenly manufactured to appeal to chinese audiences and far, foreign audiences <laughs> they take a good 25 minutes to explain these the, well, that's true <laughs> the, look the Chinese box office no, is they, sustaining they, the film industry. Yeah, they bought the movie industry, and now God, we have to cater to them. Oh, God bless you, Chinese undiscerning <laughs> Chinese audiences. Yeah, you uh, keep the dream factory alive. Our temporary rulers until the robots take over. Um, twist. it's fun picking they out are, like in, they are in the, the Martian, for no, example. You know, all the scenes where they were like, "Oh, they're they're redubbing that for the Chinese audience." Oh, oh, that that there. That. Well, yes. The best part in Transformers <laughs> Four is the scene towards the end when I think the actual subtitle was like, "Don't worry, the Chinese military is on the case," and everyone's like relieved, like, Phew. "Well, problem solved. Like the government <laughs> is addressing it efficiently. Huh. This that, shall be dealt with." Is that one of those like uh, afterwards wash jobs? Like uh, what was it, Code Red or uh, Iron uh, Man? Uh, Red Dawn? Oh no, no, no! This was, like... this was built into it. I mean, oh, gotcha. American audiences saw this stuff. Right on. It's you know, I can't. Think of the last movie I saw, unless it was a Michael Bay movie, where the American government or military is alerted and everyone's like, well, you know, oh. problem solved. <laughs> yeah. The military's on it. So that's done. Moving on. Um, Independence Day? No, I mean, <laughs> any of the Transform, any, any of the Michael Bay movies where he makes the military look fucking incredibly awesome. Yeah. That are like, you know, what those um, Navy commercials dreamed of being. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I assume that there's a little bit of quid pro quo going on there, right? I mean, you know, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, what? The quid, quid pro quo is that they are going to pay to see the film. Well, no, they, I mean, there's certainly a propaganda arm that is yeah. funneling money to yeah. Hollywood. That's You mean you the know, state of China? Um, the, the government? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot we were talking about a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> don't, let, don't let that stop you. No, I was just talking about propaganda, American propaganda in general. The Michael Bay making pro-American movies. I'm certainly, I'm sure they're getting a kickback, or at least they're getting access. So they're, you know, we get to shoot on the aircraft carrier. Oh for yeah, I think, I think we actually talked about this on an earlier episode. Like, sounds like something he gets to do whatever he wants because the military loves him because yeah, he yeah. makes the best commercials anyone's ever made for the military. Totally, yeah. And he does. They look fucking awesome. They make me want to join the yeah, fucking army. And not since Top Gun has uh, the propaganda machine been in such full effect. Yeah, yeah. But I want to hang out with like my buddies Tyrese and whoever that <laughs> other guy is in Transformers walking around oh. the desert. What's that guy's name? Uh, he um, he looks like Johnny Knoxville, but he's not Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, he came and went, that guy. Yeah. One of many white brunette men to is grace Is Johnny Hollywood. Knoxville still here? Hey, what are you saying about me? Dan, uh, Dan's been in a national commercial, by the way. Did oh, you really? know that? You like the Taco Bell, Sean? Is that how you could afford to uh, retire to Tacoma? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, I, I have a, um, I have. Well, I don't really have property in multiple states. I but have I a have pension plan in multiple states. <laughs> so, are you, you know, a res- are you a resident is, of Washington? Life is good Damn. for uh, uh, white men with with full heads of hair. Mm. Sean, that seems directed. At you, it, I I often forget because I can't see my own head. But yes, now I'm taking offense as, as a uh, as a balding man. Yeah, uh, that's oh, uh, shit, Sean. We've never met. <laughs> no, Dan knows exactly what he's doing. Here. I'm sure he's the vicious DB. That was like such a deep dig. I didn't even I didn't even see it coming. I just flew by me until you uh, pointed it out there. Uh, I want to I want to double back on this uh, Tacoma greater than Seattle uh, dig you had earlier. Um, what's that all about, Dan? You know, um, it, don't, it's, don't you, you live can in a dirt to live here? Right. Uh, they, I, I feel like their production of of artists per capita is far higher production. than Seattle. Hmm. You know, like it's coming Seattle's off an assembly just got, line. Like, a bunch of bunch of nerds. Seattle's just a bunch of nerds. Yeah. And, and 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 coffee geeks, coffee geeks. You know, who? Yes. <laughs> Well, I, I should, I should, I, I should not those, insult my my employer. I bet, those, uh, <laughs> I bet those coffee geeks finish their sentences, Dan. Damn. I, no, I'm please, gonna, in, I'm please gonna, insult I'm your employer. Uh, <laughs> please insult your employer. We'll we'll bleep it out, probably. Well, is, is Tacoma better than Gig Harbor? I don't know what that is. What ah, is that? Awesome. That's uh, supposedly a tiny little town near there, but uh, I worked with a bunch of loggers from there, so I assume that everyone from that town oh, is man. a giant logger. <laughs> you mean like I've, I've met multiple loggers since yeah. I've been up to <laughs> That's That's like a thing. <laughs> Let me ask you, whenever they go to work, do they look at each other and wink and say, logging on? <laughs> Got it. No, they, they're... They, uh, then do they make modem sounds? <laughs> There's no way they would even understand that reference, most of them. I mean, loggers are guys that spend their time in the woods with a chainsaw. That's like, you know, what they do. (laughs) The internet or modem does not apply to that lifestyle whatsoever. You're telling me these guys don't have Google Glass. (laughs) They're they're hanging out. They got their growler. By the way, do you guys know what growlers are? I sure didn't until I came up to Tacoma. (laughs) But yeah, they got their growler on one hand and they got their chainsaw on the other hand. They're just having a good time. A growler is just like, I can't get drunk enough at the bar or you're kicking me out, so here's a giant jug to go home with. Yeah, right? it's like a it's like a big cider jug well, that you put beer in, but like it's you 
you you they're they're only sold in certain places. You can only buy a growler. Like you can't just go to the bar and buy a growler. You hmm. have to go to like Hobby Lobby and buy a growler and then take your growler to the bar, but then the oh. bar will fill up your growler, which is like <laughs> 74 ounces for like $16. More, please. <laughs> I, I read a possibly fake history of the growler, which is that it was invented to let children take home beer to their working fathers or take beer to the workplace, the construction site, That's so that right. the dad didn't have to leave and the little one could just fetch him his beer. Well, there is was this a, like back before this was like in Chicago. Drinking John. water was clean. And yeah, exactly. Had to, you know, yeah. This wasn't like the 1500s. <laughs> well, no, even still, like in you know the 20s, 30s, the water supply in Chicago was was not what it is today. You know, what's Bef- amazing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But before they made the water, uh, before they made the river flow in reverse, things were going the other way, and I, bad things happened. I don't know <laughs> if this was like a san- uh, sanitation thing or what, but it's amazing what a nation of drunks we used to be. Oh yeah, it was built on drunks. Like people used to have like like children used to drink beer for breakfast and like everyone like that was just for breakfast but to start by the day necessity it like wasn't yeah. because like being drunk was fun it was because you'd get dysentery otherwise yeah it was the same reason everyone smoked because the streets were covered with horse shit and the only reason you could make it from one place to the other without vomiting was to cover yourself in smoke yeah but also looked cool that's true. As it you're sinking into the cool. dung. Those pictures of the five-year-olds from the 20s with a cigarette in their hand, yeah. it is still cool. They're I like mean. the libertines. <laughs> uh, I also want to triple back now. Dan, rap music, is it good? Uh, it, not anymore. You sound like an old it, fuddy-duddy, an old it, fart head. It had its heyday. But is any music any good anymore? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, the, okay. the last decade was like a golden age for music, I think. There hasn't been, um, a, there hasn't been a good note since 2008, just my the, opinion. There's a G-sharp in 2008 <laughs> that really hit home. I mean, you're, it made you're, me weep. We're, we're definitely like on like a down, you know, we're, we're, we're coming down into the nodder, I think, of the, the, downward of spiral. the, of the, the bell curve. Ralph and, uh, I think we're going to go back. But yeah, I, I think there was a, I think 2000 to 2010 was a really good decade for music. I think yeah, the 90s. Now, to that two, wouldn't happen. To to... 99 was really great for rap and hip hop. Da- uh, hip hop's like too mainstream now. So, Daniel, now 2000 to 2010 wouldn't, wouldn't happen to coincide with when you were in high school and college, would it? <laughs> now, that, 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 there wouldn't be any overlap between the golden age of music and the golden age. <laughs> and your of, ability to listen right. to music. Like I don't you know being a young person. I am timeless. <laughs> uh, Easy E, real motherfucking G's. Are you familiar with this song, Dan? Yeah, man. Okay, so time. so this was it's fascinating because it's a diss track of Dr. Dre, but it is also a carbon copy of his musical style. <laughs> Basically saying you're not they, like you're nothing without me. I don't need you. I'm better off without you. But I will mimic like, you exactly. Tracking, yes. the, tracking the history of the Dr. Dre Easy Discord, like so, I'm sure someone you know going to Berkeley has written a a, a thesis about it. Uh, that just seems so wrong, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Never underestimate the ability of like the power of white you know, privilege. The intelligentsia to really like overanalyze. Academia s- will fill a vacuum. <laughs> it will create a vacuum and yeah. then fill it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Dr. Dre and Easy like were like you know making up, breaking up, making up, breaking up. Yeah, but, but they made up. They made up before he, uh, he died, right? Like they they were. It was all good. Like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. <laughs> On again, off again. Isn't most of that just bullshit to sell records? Though? No, I think that shit was real. Well, I, yeah, I realize like Tupac died and shit, so that's fairly real. Oh no, real. that's that's but... a one conspiracy theory I believe in. Oh really? Yeah, Tupac's alive. Oh, okay. we call him Drake now. 
because of the hologram. You, I don't. He's I'm, still cranking them out. I see. Um, I, I vaguely understand what that. Tupac is. was not from uh, Southern California. He was from Toronto. I, I just want to uh, put this out Canadian. there. <laughs> I just want to put this out there. Uh, I think Tupac is lame. I think he's. Yeah, I think Tupac. he's really corny and has not held up very well at all. I've never Tupac, been a Tupac fan. Uh, benefited from you know being one half White. of the greatest uh, you know sort of like hip hop rivalry that has ever existed. But yeah, Biggie mopped well, the look. floor with the guy. I mean, have we talked about Eric? Surely we've talked about Thug Life, right? No, and we won't. Just remember to text before calling. Dan, you still there? The hate you give little infants fucks everyone. <laughs>